The following podcast is brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club. It's just 45 minutes from downtown Toronto in beautiful Burlington. It's nestled within sight of Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo. That's the Niagara Escarpment. The views are breathtaking, the golf is spectacular, and the customer service second to none. Treat yourself to the best golf value in Southern Ontario. Fabulous banquet facilities as well. Book your tea time online and save big. Visit crosswindsgolf.com. Now, let's start the show. And welcome to Hebsey on Sports episode number. Dan Marino, Mats Sundin, Dave Concepcion, and Wilt Chamberlain. 20,000 women? <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Hebsher, and today on the show, Raptors coach Nick Nurse shows he can certainly handle the axe as he shreds it at an Arkells concert and will be playing with the Rolling Stones alongside Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood during their tour, says a source. As the same source says, Kawhi Leonard is seriously considering re-signing with Toronto and listed all the houses that he's walked through if he's going to buy one. Come on. How does this source know? Who's the source? I want the source. And by the way, why does Kawhi love Toronto so much? It's the parades. He must think, hey, every week there's a parade. Twice last week, a parade. We love parades in this city. The latest from golf. More controversy in women's soccer. Spitting? Women spitting at each other in soccer? Roger Federer continues his greatness. And on Hockey Confidential, brought to you by Titan Blades, the Leafs say goodbye to Patrick Marlowe while freeing up enough cap space to sign young Mitch Marner. Good deal for you? It did come at a hefty price. It's all ahead, but first your trivia brought to you by Panzer's Original Deli on Bathurst Street, north of the 401. Go to pantsersoriginaldeli.com. Who wore jersey number 13 for the most seasons in Mejorle Baseball? Who wore jersey number 13 for the most seasons in Major League Baseball? The answer and a backstory later in the show. So, uh, Mike, it was your average week here in the city of Toronto. Two big parades, one on Monday featuring the NBA champion Raptors, and one yesterday. The, actually, it was a weekend long. There was the Dyke March, that they call it on Friday. Anyway, but yesterday was Pride. Right. A pride Parade, and it was fabulous. And the weather could not have been better. I mean, if you're going to have a parade, or, Mike, if you're going to have a listener party later this week, you want days like we just had. You want those hot, sunny days where people are crammed in, they're not wearing sunscreen, they don't have hats on, they're passing out <laughs> from the heat, they want water, and they're watching floats go by, or, you know... And they're getting drunken players. You got the big water cannons, and uh, did you get sprayed? You, get you know the- what? I did get sprayed, and uh, our friend, our good friend Mo Berg from the Pursuit of Happiness, tweeted like, "What is it with water, <laughs> like uh, water cannons, and 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 uh, squirters, and uh, and uh, water guns, and the Pride Parade? Like, why is it that like you didn't see that with the ra- that would have been great if all the Raptor players had those super they soakers? Were, there was some champagne being sprayed. That's different. But the super soakers. Yeah. Imagine if all the Raptor players had super soakers on that day and were just nailing right. the the, uh, the crowd." But, but it seems to work at the Pride Parade. But anyway, um, we'll get to that in a second. Two big parades. So the, where were you for the parade? You went Oh, right Young in the Street? belly of the beast, right at the corner of Young and Bloor. And d- let me tell you, you can't move. Literally, we wanted to walk to another corner, and there, you can't go anywhere. Because people are up on scaffolding. They're scaffolding at the corner of Young and Bloor, so you're walking under the scaffolding, and people are trying to go both ways, and it's nuts. But it was really great. Fantastic. Really good parade. And then afterwards, we walked back west, through Yorkville, ah, oh, the Toronto Jazz Festival is on, and I'm, I'm hearing, oh, wait a minute, I know that voice. And I thought it was, at first I thought it was Aretha Franklin, but it couldn't have been, of course, because she's dead. Huh. And then I thought, that might be Mavis Staples. 
But in fact, it was no. Shirley Caesar, the great uh -huh. Shirley Caesar, who is, if you don't know, she's known as the queen of gospel music, like 15 Grammy Awards and just fantastic. In the middle of the hot sun, right on um, Bloor Street there in Yorkville as part of the Toronto Jazz Festival. And what like a near show Cumberland there, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, fantastic. Just great. So we got to see the great Shirley Caesar. We got the Pride Parade in. We saw the Jays win. It was great. There were very few Kawhi sightings, though, around Toronto on the weekend. Huh. Right, like last week he was at the Jays game on the Thursday. Was it Thursday night? Yeah, and then and then not like not too many sightings of Kawhi. Like no, I didn't see any pictures snapped. So maybe maybe when the mayor of Toronto and the number one Toronto Raptors fan, the super fan Nav Batya, when they get together, those two, that's a powerful combination. And basically, what they said to the city of Toronto was, "Leave Kawhi alone." They just said, "Leave him alone." The mayor and a car salesman. Had to, had to settle the fans down. So there were no, I did not see any other pictures of Kawhi on the weekend. So obviously, uh, people from Toronto um, heeded the words of the mayor and the car salesman and gave Kawhi his personal space. So the citizens have heeded May the I, like, So that, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, they're, that's the, they're running the show like I mean, stonecutters. Yeah, I don't think the mayor had that much to do with it. I think huh. it was Navbachi just basically right. saying to Raptor Nation, hey, settle down. If I may, like on behalf of fans that, like, you, you considering may. the fact that the Raptors just won the NBA championship, are you aware of this? This happened within the last couple of weeks. The Raptors won the NBA championship. I'm aware. Kawhi Leonard was named MVP of the playoffs. I'm aware. Considering that just happened, well. it's not every city does this. It's not out of the ordinary for people to get excited when they see Kawhi Leonard in the wild, so to speak. <laughs> like, I don't understand why these journalists and people are tweeting at us like, oh, be cooler, Toronto. You're going to scare him away. Well, like, no, no, no. This is the difference. The me. difference is, is that if you're a, Mike, if you're a superstar and you know you're going to get recognized and you're in a restaurant, you got the restaurant, that's your table, your family, your private space. Right. If someone wants to take a photograph of you and they said, excuse me, would you mind if I took a photograph? Would that not be better than surreptitiously walking around a corner trying to get half your face into a selfie and then posting it saying, look, Kawhi Leonard's drinking a red wine at so-and-so restaurant. Like, really? He's eating a, eating a meal. He's pretty damn famous, though. And, and it no, just, no, but that's just, fine. But, I know, but, but still, consideration being, sure. if you saw him walking off the court, would you scream at him and swear at him, or would you say, hey, Kawhi, we love you? I mean, the difference is this. Right. If, he is will, if he's going out in public, sure, he should expect some of that. But still, there's a level of consideration that you've got to have. Ask permission first. Of course. If the guy says no, fine. If you walk up to him and say, hey, do you mind if I take a picture, or can we take a selfie, and he says no, or he keeps on walking, then, then don't. Then just don't do it. And that's the difference. The difference is this sort of piling on thing. Like, there he is. Let's walk by him with our camera. He's going to look at you and go, oh, man, look, you know, can't you just, why don't you just look me in the eye? Forget the camera and go, hey, Kawhi, I love you. I might just nod back at you and, and acknowledge you. But I'm certainly not going to acknowledge you if you've got a camera in front of you. I can't even see you. Mike, I can't even see your face because you're holding your camera in front of your face. And how many of these people that took the video or the pictures of Kawhi really went home and looked at them all? Like, spend any time. Look what I, I filmed Kawhi no, they today. shared on social. Yeah, and they, they shared So their friends social. say, so oh, they look can, who oh, I saw. No, no, their friends go, look at Mike. He was in Niagara Falls, and Kawhi Leonard walked by, and he was smart enough to pick out his camera and take a picture of to prove right. that he saw right. Kawhi Leonard. Right. I don't like it. I, don't, I agree. I happen to agree with the mayor. I, I'm not sure that the mayor and the car salesman should be the ones to, <laughs> you know, to, uh, to um, admonish the rest of the fans. But I said a while ago, I mean, you know, pick your spots. Go better if you went up to him in the restaurant and said, "Hey, Kawhi, do you mind if I take a picture of?" He'd probably go, "Yeah, go go ahead." We just won that championship. Like ten it doesn't ago. matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Be considerate, okay? Right. Or else he's going to go to Los Angeles. 
oh. where they're... If that's the deal breaker... Where, where they then... probably don't do that. Again, I, we had talked about this before. They may not do it the same way. We're just so gaga over the fact that we, A, won a championship, and B, Kawhi might stay, that it's like... Ah, Did you see he signed that endorsement thing with the Hamilton uh, airliner that... that yeah, car, that, uh, cargo jet. Right, but so is that a sign he's staying? No, no. He, uh, the other thing was he did a speech for them. He was at their offices. Right. He bought everyone pizza. Bought everyone pizza, and he was at their offices <laughs> right. talking about leadership and okay, but, you know, winning a championship and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. All these signs point to Kawhi staying. I mean, you could, you could leave a trail of breadcrumbs, and every one of them says, Kawhi's staying. He's staying. And, and this right. is why he's staying. Uh, you know, uh, ha, ha, has property. Liked Niagara Falls. Enjoyed this restaurant. Tipped 30% at this restaurant. Likes Home Depot. Likes Home Depot. Mm -hmm. Hang on. He was at Zeller's the other day. I saw. (laughs) He was at Zeller's. I saw a picture of him with the Zeller's Zeller's mascot. I didn't even know Zeller's existed, although there is one on the Queensway here, isn't there? That's 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 the only one? That's a little Photoshop, Hebsy. Oh, is that Photoshopping? See, I I don't know. And again, this is what happens is that Kawhi was sighted everywhere. But I mean, except for that Zeller shot, and I thought, looked at it and went, it's easy to Photoshop, right? Could, Zed's dead, as they say. It, isn't there one on the Queensway? Yes, but there's no more. The mascot's gone. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a, the bay runs. Wait, wait, wait. The mascot's gone. On the what yeah. happened with the mascot costume? <laughs> like, who has the mascot, the Zeller's mascot it's costume? It's in a museum, I I'm think. I'm pretty sure I saw him at the Pride Parade. <laughs> Maybe. Because the Pride Parade, and it was hot yesterday, folks, there were some people with the most uh, elaborate costumes. One guy with a Darth Vader, I'm thinking, this guy must be dying. He's going to be a puddle. It's hot out there. Yeah. He's marching up and down. He's marching down Young Street, the heat, and he's got a full-on uh, Darth Vader costume. Or, you oh, know. Quick aside, more- I know lots of sports to get to, but I'm at the Wolfpack match on Saturday. Yes, how was that? Amazing. Such beautiful weather. We won by 12 points. It was an exciting match. But they uh, have this mascot. His name is Gordo. He's like a, a wolf. He's in a, like one of those very warm-looking wolf costumes. Gordo. He's got like a saxophone and flannel on. He's like a, he's like, yeah. And I was thinking, because this is like, it was like, I don't know, 30 degrees and sunny yeah. for a few hours. I was thinking, that guy's melting. Or yeah. gal. I don't know if it's a guy or a gal. But That's I took a tough. selfie and I, I caught a whiff. I think it was awfully warm in there. Oh, my God. That, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Um, where was I? I, I want to see someone in a Kawhi costume. Now, I know it's late and all that, but I'm thinking for my costume next year. Remember there was at the parade, there was the Kawhi impersonator? Yes. Um, but I'm thinking next year. It's too bad it wasn't closer to like Halloween. If it happened around Halloween, like next year, the big Halloween costume could be Kawhi. Just put a number two jersey on. It'll still your, be. A put your hair in cornrows and don't say anything. And you could be Kawhi. <laughs> so now here's the story. So now a bombshell, Mike, a bombshell from Yahoo Sports. I'm ready. Now I know and you know that, you know, when it comes to the truth in sports, we... we we ignore everybody and we go right to Yahoo Sports. Right, yeah. Because Yahoo Sports has all those big name sports guys that you know that that have that are authoritative. I have no idea this guy at Yahoo, Chris something or other. Never heard of him before. He's probably never heard of me. <laughs> He's likely heard of you. Yahoo Sports. Sources say. Sources. Yeah. Now everyone has a source. I have a source. You have a source. We don't mm-hmm. reveal that source, but we can say a source told me. A source mm-hmm. told me. That the Toronto Raptors star, Kawhi Leonard, has declined his $21.3 million player option. He hasn't yet, but he's going to. To become an unrestricted free agent. With the finals MVP seriously considering re-signing. Seriously considering re-signing. Sources, Mike, sources! Come on, everybody's got sources. Who are the sources? Is, Is Kawhi the source? Did he tell Yahoo Sports? Did he pick up the phone and say, Yahoo Sports? Kawhi Leonard here. No, no, it's me. No, 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 no. I know I sound differently, but I'm telling you right now. I'm going to decline the 21.3 player option. And I'm seriously considering right now re-signing with the Raptors. Who's the source? His girlfriend? His uncle? 
The guy that mows his lawn? Okay. Nick Nurse. I got it. Someone said, Nick, is Kawhi staying? And Nick's like, yeah. Now I got to get up and play some guitar with Arkells. Right. Come on. Who's the source? And if you can't name the source, can you at least say reliable sources? Sources within the NBA. Something. Give me a little something. Sources within the NBA could be a security You don't guard. think that's inferred? Like, uh, you, this is, I mean, we can joke about it being Yahoo Sports, but there is some level of, like, we, this is obviously not his neighbor. Come like, on. This is somebody. Mike. Sources say he's consider, seriously considering. Who, who well, it's not that, his barber. Who could that, but who could that be? Seriously. Well, he's, he's protecting his seriously source. Seriously considering. Do all the time. Like, sources. I do that sometimes. Sources. Kawhi Leonard, seriously considering. Not kind of considering. Not considering only. Not ser- but seriously considering. Okay? Maybe it's his uncle. Kawhi's uncle. Like, oh, oh can't, I can't reveal that source. Okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe the uncle doesn't want him to get in trouble with his nephew. Right. So instead, the uncle decides that he's going to just plant a little something with Yahoo Sports. Right. He's going to have a little fun with Yahoo Sports. You know, I was talking to my nephew, Kawhi, and he's seriously considering. Well, you can't say it was me. Right. But he's seriously considering. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. I believe he's been seriously considering it for a long time. I don't need Yahoo Sports to tell me he's seriously considering it, dude. Okay? <laughs> Stuck around town for a week or so. Maybe. Got photoshopped in a Zeller shot. Home Depot. Gordo. Okay, we go over Niagara Falls. Old deal like that. Come on, went to a Raptors game. Went to a Jays game and didn't sit in the private box. Went down there amongst the Hoi Polloi. I know he's seriously because I don't need Yahoo Sports, some guy I never heard of, to tell me Hoy that Poloi. he's seriously considered. Yeah, the Hoi Polloi. I'm not familiar with that term. Well, look it up. Is that from the 30s? <laughs> you don't know what the Hoi Polloi is? Seriously. I should. I, didn't, I don't think it rings a bell. But the, I, the Great Unwashed? Do you know I know the Great means? Unwashed. Oh, okay. uh, see Hoi Polloi. Okay. Great unwashed. Same kind of thing. Okay. Uh, the average common folk. Gotcha. The hoi polloi. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm learning. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal with Kawhi. He, he may sign. He's seriously considering signing. But is he seriously considering signing a five-year, $190 million deal? Or is he seriously considering signing a maybe one plus one, one year plus an option deal? Maybe he's seriously considering that, and he's only just considering the five-year, $190 million dollar deal and by the way nick nurse who i don't think said anything to any reporter yahoo or otherwise got up on stage at uh an arkell's concert the other night after the argo i think it was after the argo game wasn't it i think they moved the argo now, game just so they could go to both okay so the argos so this is preseason or this is a regular this season? is regular season it's the first game in the regular season but they played that early in June. I should know this. I, I was the yeah. play-by-play guy back in that the was a real game so that's a real wish game. it was a preseason <clears throat> so this game. was the home opener Yes. So they drew, they said 16,000 fans. I don't know if there was that many people really there. Do you know anyone who went? That could, I know one uh, guy, and he said, uh, he said there wasn't 16,000 fans there. But, but the beers were five bucks, and the hot dogs were three bucks. Oh, that's a pretty good deal yeah. for a sporting event. Yeah. I believe the beer and the hot dog combined was more than the actual ticket for now, the game. This, I do <clears> they know got beat 64 to 16 right. or something. They lost by 50 points in their home opener to freaking Hamilton with Simone Lawrence, who should have been suspended for the rest of the season for that vicious headshot, but he's appealing and he got to play. But that's why I don't cover the CFL on the show, because I'm sick of that league. But briefly nope, here, no more they, they are a uh, significant Toronto team, right? No. No, no, no? They're, no, they're not. Ricky, it was Ricky Ray retirement day. They gave him a jersey in a framed picture. But sources say he <clears throat> might have got a car as well. Sources. Same sources that say Kawhi is seriously considering? They say you got a car? Uh, what, sources a one, say. A one-year lease on a car? Like I don't that? know the details. Like an act, the actual, here's the car, or here you go, you have this car for a year. I like don't have the details. But if, can I just say, though, I know lifelong uh, Argos loyalists who are season ticket holders who said that's the worst Argos game they've seen in their entire life. And that's saying something. And that's saying something. And people who are diehards who left 
either halftime or after three quarters and have never left a CFL game before because they're so passionate about the sport. You're telling me they didn't stick around for Arkells? It was, but that was a at the most. That's at the Budweiser stage. Oh, it's stage. a Bud stage. Well, that's right nearby. And you have to get a it? ticket. Yeah, but right you still sure. But you oh, get wait, a, really, Mike? How far is it? If you were to walk, if you were to leave the Argo okay. game and then walk to the Budweiser, oh, not even. But you got to cross the bridge. Oh, that not even ten minutes if you walk backwards. Maybe come on, you walk out of that. There's big crowd. You walk out of TFC. You walk south. What a hundred yards across Lakeshore Boulevard, another ten yards, Over and then the right into the Budweiser stage. Yeah, the I feel eight to ten. Fine, eight to ten minute walk. Anyway, so yeah, so 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 nurse gets up there. Nurse obviously heard about Charlie Montoyo playing at the um, uh, what's it called? The, not Lulu's. Oh, I can't think of the name of the club. But anyway, Charlie Montoyo a few weeks ago on his only day off spent like the entire Saturday night playing with Dave Bedini and a bunch of people at uh, at um, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, right at uh, Ossington and. Um, and uh, college, I can't think of the name of the place. But anyway, he was great, playing all kinds of music and all that. And obviously, Nick Nurse is like, wait a minute, why, why can't I? I mean, I, I like music, I can play guitar, why can't I? So he's up on stage and he's shredding it with Arkells. That was fantastic. Now, here's the question. Mike Babcock, the coach of the Leafs, let's say we didn't know and we found out he really loves music. And he, like Charlie Montoyo and Nick Nurse, wouldn't mind getting up on stage and playing a little music. What instrument would Mike Babcock play? Bongos. Bongos. I'm thinking flute. I'm thinking Mike would be great on the flute. What do you think? What, what, what's, what instrument? Recorder. Would... <laughs> pan ukulele, flute. maybe. The oh, pan, pan flute. flute. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, ukulele or a mandolin, maybe, or something like that. Because you learned it in it primary wild, school. But wouldn't it be like, when you saw Nick Nurse, you're going, hey, right on. Like, Nick Nurse is pretty cool, right? He could shred. But Mike Babcock is a different kind of cat. So I'm thinking, yeah, a little more eclectic, maybe. Like he'd be the kind that would unplug Nick Nurse's electric guitar because it was too loud. So just think of what instrument you'd like to see Mike Babcock playing when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup and he gets up on stage. Maybe he can with, tickle the ivory, you know. With who, whatever the, what band would he be playing with? The Good Brothers. <laughs> Mike Good. <clears throat> All right, the Blue Jays took two or three from the Boston Red Sox over the weekend, proving that no lead is safe at Fenway Park. Now, we've been saying this for, since the Dave Steve days. You can't, there's no lead that's safe because every ball that's hit could go out of the ballpark. So, so what happened on Saturday was the Jays were down 6 nothing after three innings. And, and even though I'm a diehard fan, I, I actually turned the television off. I had some other things to do. And then, of course, found out that they won 8-7. They came back and won 8-7. So, yeah, no lead is safe. And then yesterday, the Jays battled like they were in a pennant race. Never mind they're 20 games below 500. You know, a win's a win, but a, but a big win with Marcus Stroman on the hill. And remember, folks, the better Marcus Stroman pitches, the more the Jays can get for him. Uh, prior to the trade deadline. Let's not kid ourselves. The future of the Blue Jays. And Mark is still a fairly young guy. How old's Marcus? Is he 30? I don't even... He's around there. Is he 30? Maybe he's younger. 27? I don't know. He, yeah, he's, he's, about 27. he's about 27. But anyway, but he, I don't think he's part of the plans. I mean, he should be your stopper. Should be your ace pitcher on, the, on that team. But maybe with the young... You know, all the youngsters in this team, if they can trade Marcus Stroman for prospects, then the team might win a World Series in 2028. <laughs> It'll take a while for development. But anyway, so he's Stroman... He's 28 years old. All right, so Stroman, so he's old. No, he's not. He's, uh, when the time comes for arbitration and free agency, he's going to do very... For free agency, he'll do very well. So Stroman's out there, uh, and they needed innings from their starter. So when you get six... When you're in the Jays and you get six innings, it's like a complete game. Because nowadays... Six innings is the new complete game. Is it not? You know, 
Turn it over to the bullpen, because that's why you got 10 guys, 15 guys in the bullpen or whatever. Turn it over to your bullpen. Give me six innings. A quality start in baseball is six or more innings and three runs or less allowed. So think about this. It's called a quality start in baseball. You can have a 4.50 ERA, and that's a quality start. That's giving up three runs in six innings. That's 450 ERA. That's a quality start. Okay, if that's the case, Marcus Stroman, for sure, he went six innings, gave up no runs. Quality start. And then the bullpen kind of, well, be a genie, he made a, an error at first base and allowed a run to score. But they won the game 6-1 to one over the Red Sox. And then during the game, Stroman, who is, you know, um, he's fairly, I don't want to use the word flamboyant, but let's put it this way. He likes to gesticulate when things are going well or not. He has passion in the belly. I like that. So, uh, uh, um, so I think to end the fifth or sixth inning, he strikes out a Red Sox player, and he does a little, yeah, looks at the Red Sox dugout, and does a little hop, skip, and jump, and runs to the dugout. Now, we've been saying this for years. If hitters are allowed to bat flip and pose and trot around the bases, then why aren't pitchers allowed, after they strike out or get a big out, allowed to do the same thing? They should be allowed to. If you're going to start showing emotion, because it's not the same game as it was where the pitcher puts his head down and walks slowly off the mound after the strikeout. None of his teammates say anything to him. They don't mm-hmm. high-five him. He walks slowly across the mound, doesn't step on the white line, and walks into the dugout. Nowadays, after every play, it seems, but certainly at the end of an inning, there's high-fives to the fielder who made the play as he's coming off the field, a few more high-fives, whatever. The pitcher's yelping, yumping, jumping, high-fiving the whole dugout. It's really become a uh, celebratory game. If I understand the criticism is that he yelled into the Red Sox right. dugout. Correct. Now, the best part of it is one of the Red Sox broadcaster is Dennis Eckersley, okay, who said, now, Dennis Eckersley, folks, for you don't know, was one of the biggest jerks of all time when he pitched. And in 1992 in the American League Championship Series, he had struck out Ed Sprague. I think, I think the A's were leading by two runs in the championship series, he strikes out Ed Sprague and he gives it one of those Tiger Woods. Yeah. Before Tiger ever did that, just because it's 92. Right. Before Tiger ever gave the fist pump, Dennis Eckersley gave the big yeah fist pump, which is like an FU fist pump. A bit of a Kirk Gibson, right? What did he do? Kirk Gibson did that. You're right. In 88. That's right. Kirk Gibson kind of like he pulled it back really fast, but that was the, yeah, that was one of the original fist pumps. Like, yeah, baby. And so Eckersley did it in front of the entire Jays dugout. You know, yeah, yeah. We giving it to you. And Robbie Alomar, an inning or two later, and next, it was the next inning, hit the tying home run, sent it extra innings. Jays won the game. And Eckersley, of all people, People in glass houses, right. pot calling the kettle black, come up with your favorite expression. Eckersley says, well, that's unprofessional. I don't like that at all. And when Stroman heard that, he went on Twitter and he said, uh, and he called Eckersley a hypocrite, which is exa- the exact correct word to use when describing Dennis Eckersley, who criticizes a pitcher who fist pumps 27 years after he did it and he got his ass kicked. And by the way, Eckersley gave up the home run to Kirk Gibson in the 88 World Series right? as well. <laughs> but, but he's more than willing to talk about that. You know, he's more than right. willing to be part of that history. Yes, I threw it. It was a backdoor slider, a 3-2, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, he's got no right, no right to say that about Marcus uh-huh. Stroman after the way he performed all those years ago. In fact, had he not done it back in the day, Stroman may have never even considered doing it today. But if it was okay for Eckersley 27 years ago... Should be okay for Stroman and everybody else. You know, if hitters can do a backflip and show their emotions on a home run, why can't pitchers show the same emotion when they get a key out? And Stroman's probably the best trade piece out there in baseball. And any team that's interested in Marcus Stroman, come on and get him. Better offer the Jays a lot because he's good. We might have to keep him. He might have to be our stopper. He might have to be our number one pitcher on this squad. 
It's such a bizarre world we live in where we're our best guys, the guys we love the most, are the guys we're excited about trading away for. Like, it just seems like... Because nah, we're not looking at this year or next year. No, I understand, except this 28-year-old uh, ace, uh, yeah. oh, we can't wait to get something for him. It's well, just an interesting way we're to interested to hear, follow sports. You know, where are we weakest? Pitching. We, I mean, we can't, you know, the guys can't hit, but let's let's put it this way. In a few years, I'm thinking Biggio, Bichette had four hits yesterday for Buffalo. He'll be up soon. You know, Galvis won't be part of this team. The first baseman will likely be Rowdy Telez. So you got Telez, Biggio, Bichette, Guerrero. Outfield, that's another story. You might need some outfield prospects. The cupboard's kind of bare. Catching, I'm not crazy about. I mean, maybe Danny Jansen was anointed the number one catcher a little bit too soon. You got Reese McGuire in Buffalo. But I don't care so much about the catchers being great hitters. I'm more concerned about playing them playing good defense and being able to handle a pitching staff. So if you're looking at the squad, not this year and not in 2020, but maybe in 2021 when Stroman's 30 years of age and these other kids are now maybe you've got their feet wet in a couple years in the majors. Now we're looking at something perhaps. So maybe those prospects that you can get in a Stroman deal or you're not going to get anybody in a Sanchez deal. Maybe those prospects will help, you know, put this team together for the coming years. Or maybe not. We'll see. see. What would you accept for a Marcus Stroman? I haven't even heard any possible rumors or anything like that. I'll take Mike Trout. (laughs) All right, want to do a little hockey talk now? Let's do it. Brought to you by Titan Blades. Skate faster, be better. Titan Blades, they bring the pro shop to you. Go to TitanBlades.com. Use what the pros use. All the St. Louis Blues. All the best hockey players. The guys that aren't so good, they don't use Titan Blades. But even so, the worst NHLers are better than us in right. our, our beer league. So, so what, <laughs> what did I tell you about Patrick Marlowe? Was it a few podcasts ago that I had heard the story that his wife had uh, taken the kids out of school. She had notified the school, we won't be back next year. And they were, oh, that's too bad. We love the kids, the two sons, two, two or three boys. Anyway, we're really sorry all that. So I found out from someone who worked at the school that Mrs. Marlowe had said, we won't be back next year, which, of course, accelerated the rumors that he wasn't going to be part of the team. And, of course, that was all part of this, do we have enough uh, cap space to sign Mitch Marner? Right. So, so here's what the Leafs did. They, they not only traded Marlowe to Carolina, they had to give up a first-round draft pick as well. They had to say to Carolina, take them off our hands so that we can save six and a, $6.25 million of cap space so we can sign Marner. You right. see? But it's protected, right? Like there's some insurance. Like that won't be a top ten pick. Like it, it's protected well, no, no. If, somehow. If, if it's a top ten pick, it's deferred to the following year. It's in the 2020 draft, 2021 okay. draft. Carolina will get right now. It's a it's a Toronto's pick in the 2020. So it's likely going to be a late. But first if round, yeah, but if Toronto right. happens to really fall, like really fall next year, like really go for a tumble, and and is and their draft pick is amongst the top ten, that pick will not go to Carolina. It's uh it's uh, postponed until the following year. Gotcha. But still, a little insurance though. But you're giving up a first round. You're basically saying take a first round pick from us. So we have enough to sign Marner to free agency. So do you like that idea? Well, I was reading about late first round picks are a super crapshoot. Like oh, apparently, yeah. So it's kind of a calculated gamble. I yeah. think considering the prospects we have, uh, it was a good move. And I'm sure Carolina buys him out, right? And he signs with uh, California. With San Jose. Right. Yeah, which he wants to go back to. And, uh, and, and uh, again, I think, uh, and I think her name's Christina Marlowe. I'm not sure. But anyway, she had taken the kids out of school and they were like, well, what's going to happen? And, and I believe she had intimated the fact that the, they're going to go back home. They're going to go back home. And, and, and he's selling the house in Toronto, and he's hoping that, that whoever they get in return, Kawhi which is, so much, is nobody, maybe Kawhi, <laughs> you never know, never know, is uh, that, that, that he, the idea was that he would sell the house, and if he stayed in Toronto, he would rent that house. 
And we were kind of going, what do you mean if he stays in Toronto? Like he's like, they didn't want to keep him at all. So you give up a first round pick. Yeah. You save 6.25 million of cap space and you can sign Marner. I think you're, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I no think it's what you had to do. I think. Uh, and yeah. he wasn't going to help the team and he's played more games than anyone else in the history of the game without winning a Stanley cup. So, you know, let him finish his career in San Jose where they love him. We loved him too. The players loved him. He said something really nice about the city. He was a super professional guy. Never complained, but I think he knew the jig was up here. That he was, he's going to be 40. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. He was not, wasn't going to be part of the future. So now, now, Kyle Dubas, who, by the way, along with, we saw him and Morgan Riley in the Pride Parade. Dude, fantastic. Walking out there, like, waving, and it was great. Did a really good interview, too. Um, very, super cool. Uh, he now has some money to play with. So now, not only can he, can he make a reasonable offer to Marner, but he also has, I think, enough dough for Kasperi Kapanen and for Andreas Janssen, two other restricted free agents. So the core of this team could be okay next year. But what do you think about the fact that Marner's sort of making the rounds? Sort of, I know he's got permission to do so, yeah. but like like an unrestricted free agent, uh, like okay is, to kick tires. It's okay because okay we kick the we tires. aren't we he's don't res- normally see this in the NHL. He's a restricted free agent, right? Which is why it's so unusual that he's basically making right. the rounds like he's unrestricted. Yeah. I'll be listening. Well, how would you feel? If he, is it not yeah. flattering to hear offers from others? How many first round picks do you get if somebody uh, makes them an Four. offer? Would you be okay with that? Yes. Interesting. Yes, Interesting I would. Interesting time. Yes, I would because I trust the Leaf Brass and their scouting, uh, their scouting system and their scouts to find four really good first-round draft picks if you were going to get the four first-round picks. Now, again, it depends who signs them. If it's a lower-tier team and you've got a shot at four lottery picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Thanks, Mitch. Nice knowing you, buddy, but yeesk. But no, I, I think it, it would be a shame. And I honestly think that if Mitch Marner dreamed of playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he gets, what, three years in, and then he flies the coop and goes free agency, mm, that would leave a bad taste in our mouth, and maybe his as well. You know, you regret that. And he, we never know. You want to sign for more money, of course. But do you want to play with Austin Matthews? Do you want to play with William Nylander? Do you want to play with John Tavares? Do you want to play with these guys? Or do you want to go play with a bunch of humps where you're trying to make the playoffs every year, and you're in some backwater place that nobody knows about? You know, oh, if they're an NHL team in Phoenix, <laughs> oh, Nashville, they don't have P.K. Subban anymore because they traded him. Yeah, I thought for Jersey. a minute, I thought maybe he might end up here. You think? Yeah. Did you, were you thinking that? Yeah. Well, that's, he makes a fair dough, too. He's 30 years old. Subban is 30. Uh, his contract carries an average annual value of uh, 9 million U.S. So I don't think so. I don't think the least we're going to get him anyway. But last year, only 31 points in 63 games. That's not very good. So is it? can we say that? P.K. Subban has peaked already, that he's on the, the downward slide, or or going to New Jersey could revitalize his career. Think about it. Scott Stevens, when he got to New Jersey, did pretty good. Niedermeyer. Unbelievable. Jason Smith. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, New Jersey <laughs> surrendered blue liners Steve Santini and Jeremy Davies in exchange uh, for uh, Subban. So that gives Nashville salary cap relief and Subban $9 million a year. And New Jersey now with the number one pick overall, Jack Hughes and P.K. Subban. And they got some other pretty good players, too. So, good for New Jersey. Um, our hockey segment brought to you by Tide and Blades. Skate like the wind with the best blades on ice. Go to TideandBlades.com. T-Y-D-A-N Blades.com. Uh, that's it for the hockey for now. Soccer. Um, spitting I don't like in soccer. Women spitting at each other in soccer? Gross. 
For All genders, it's gross. It's gross. But for women, like a, like the Cameroon goaltender spit on one of the British players, and they showed the gob, and she had to wipe it off. But this match between England and Cameroon was a joke. If you're going to have video assistant referee VAR, you know, get the calls right. I mean, here uh, on the field, the lines, uh, it's called, in, uh, in soccer, it's called the referee's assistant that calls the offsides. There's one on each sideline. And they put the flag up when there's a play offside. Well, twice during that game, they put the flag up, called offside. One of them wiped out a goal. And both times, VAR overruled the official on the field, the, uh, the referee's assistant, saying, no, there was no offside. None. So the game just became a clusterfuck. It was horrible. And the Cameroonian uh, women decided that they were going to boycott. They said, we're not going to play. They were so upset at the officiating. And very unprofessional, according to a lot of people. And there's been a lot of this in the women's tournament here. It's just been awful. And the problem is, you can't really celebrate a goal because you have to look to see if that goal is going to get called back or they're going to go to VAR. And it just seems... Look, and I understand in football that every play in football, once the touchdown is scored, automatically the play is reviewed. It's a scoring play. I get it. But we're not quite used to that in other sports. We like the spontaneity of, he should scores, yeah, they go. Uh Uh-oh, VAR, oh, jeez. And then waiting. And it takes away from the emotion of the game because you score and then you meet. And so there was one goal by England yesterday where they scored. And as soon as she scored, she put her hands up and then she looked. No, it was in the Brazil-France game. She put her hands up, they score. And then they looked up and then, and nope, the flag was up. Oh, darn it. And then they went to VAR and they said, oh, no, no, it was a goal. So this girl kind of went, at first she went, oh, too bad, it wasn't a goal. And then, I don't know, about 20 seconds later, when they announced that it was a goal, she went, oh, it is a goal. And then there was this sort of delayed celebration that just didn't have the same emotion of it. Right. I don't like that at all. Are you going to be watching today, 3 o'clock? Of course I am. Canada against Sweden. But let's get into the VAR thing, too. So anyway, the Cameroon uh, goalkeeper spits on the England player. At least two goals overturned by VAR in that game. Every time the assistant referee put up the offside flag, VAR showed that the assistant referee was incorrect. It was crazy. In the France uh, game, um, France beat Brazil 2-1 in extra time. It looked like Brazil, I, I think Brazil had scored like three goals. Two of them were called back. They were up 1-0. Then they got two, a goal called back. Then another goal called back. And then France, and then France tied it. And then France scored in uh, extra time to win. So it's going to be uh, France against England. And now Canada play, faces Sweden. And Spain takes on the U.S., so the winner of those two play each other in the quarterfinals. So can you imagine if Canada beats Sweden and the U.S. beats Spain and we get those American women? American women. <laughs> you know the ones that celebrated their 13 nothing win over Thailand? Right. Yeah, them. We get them. That I want to see. That I want. That I'll stay home for. I'll call in sick for. I don't care what it is. I want to see Canada play the United States. The women. The, I got no problem with the U.S. men. The entire world. I got a problem with the U.S. women. The entire world will All be rooting for Canada. Everyone Megan outside Rapinoe. the USA. Yeah, woohoo, woohoo! Look at us! I scored one, two, three, four. Five. Really? You beat Thailand? Good for you! Congratulations! Stomping on them, the ugly Americans. Um, men's soccer: Canada seven, Cuba zero, in the Concacaf Gold Cup. So this is that play down for Concacaf, which gets you into the um, <clears throat> the Champions League, uh, the the world's Champions League. You get the representative from North America. You got your European representatives, your Asian representatives. So seven nothing over Cuba, which gets Canada to the quarterfinals. In MLS, I watched a bit of Dallas Toronto the other night. Dallas won at three nothing in Texas. It was one hundred and sixty four degrees, <laughs> and the humidity was a thousand percent. 
It was ridiculously hot down there. And our guys had no chance at all. And so now Toronto FC, after off to a great starter, hanging uh, by a thread on a, to a playoff spot in the East. And Wednesday at BMO Field, they've got a big game at home against Atalanta, the defending MLS champions. So they better be at their best because they have not played well lately. And I, I'm having problems watching them, especially with the uh, Women's World Cup going on, which is, I don't say it, better competition. They're playing. There's, the games are more exciting than the TFC games recently. Well, higher uh, stakes. Yeah. Which helps. So Saturday, you and I were supposed to, I was supposed to go with you. Oh, yeah. I was invited by you, and I thank you for the invitation. Free food, free booze, great seats, uh, great viewing for the Toronto Wolfpack yes. rugby game. Now, this isn't rugby sevens. This is rugby 15s. This is real rugby, right? On a big field with professional rugby players. Big lads. Many of them have no necks. They have heads <laughs> and then shoulders. Have you noticed these guys? Unfortunately, born without a neck. Because it's just a big head, like a big melon, on top of these big wide shoulders. I'm kidding, obviously. But it's a great sport, and we went a couple times last year. We had a great time, and I couldn't make it because, Mike, I had an obligation to play golf at Crosswinds, our sponsor, Crosswinds. And I, you know, I have to go out there. You know, you know me. I don't like golf, but I have to. Uh, they twisted your Yeah, arm. right. So anyway, so I go Saturday out and play golf. So one of my playing partners, Max, okay, 17 years old. just oh, from the Arkells. No, not Max Kerman from the Arkells. No, he had a concert that night with Nick. Uh, anyway, Max is 17. He just graduated high school and uh, we're playing together and he had never broken 80 and he had never had an eagle in his life. He had had birdies, but never an eagle. An eagle, if you don't know in golf, is two under par. It's a four on a, par, a two on a par four, or in most cases, it's a three on a par five. And so what happens on Saturday? Mike, what do you think? Because he's playing with Hebsey. I, I have a guess. He's here. playing with Hebsey. He gets his first eagle. And? And he shoots under uh, 80. Correct. <laughs> he eagles number 15 by knocking in a 20-footer from off the green. His final score was 79, a career best. He had never broken 80 because he played with me. Now, my game was affected. I wanted him to play so well that my game was affected. I shot 91, which is not great for me. I was working on a few things on the course, but generally I wanted badly for him to break 80. Yeah. Uh, the eagle I didn't know, but I mean, that's a different story. You got to hit three fantastic shots on a par five, which he did. But, um, but that eagle led him to the 79, his greatest score ever. And Good he for won't, Max. He won't be playing golf the rest of the summer because he's going to camp today. He's leaving for camp today. So imagine the stories you could tell at camp for the whole summer. Yep, last uh, round of golf I played, I shot 79. And he can play this episode for those who don't believe him. Right, I only wish I could come close to that. But anyway, good for Max. That was wonderful, and uh, we had a terrific time that day. Uh, Kenny and, uh, and Stephen also, the four of us, at Crosswinds. Uh, and uh, it was just gorgeous. On the PGA Tour, the 2008 Canadian Open champion, a guy named Ches Reevy, had not won a PGA tournament since the 2008 Canadian Open. Well, guess what? Ches Reevy, after 11 years, won the uh, Travelers Championship in Connecticut. <laughs> um, first win since uh, 2008 Canadian Open. That's quite the drought on the PGA Tour. Mackenzie Hughes of Dundas, Ontario, finished in a tie for 51st place. So maybe he needs new blades on his skates from Titan Blades, his neighbors in Dundas. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you get in two sponsors in one little thing there? <laughs> uh, at the Women's PGA Championship, Australia, Australia's Hannah Green was the winner at nine under par. Brooke Henderson, who made the cut on the number, okay? That means she had a horrible first round and she needed to make a birdie on the 18th hole, her 36th hole. All right, in order to make the cut for the weekend, and she did, and she finished, um, well, she finished tied for 30th at plus two, uh, but still made the cut on the weekend. Uh, and that's, that's our golf report brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club. Go to crosswindsgolf.com. Now, yeah. before you move on, yes, 
gentleman named Travis Penner uh, is watching us on Periscope. Oh, I used to watch him that kids show. He was fantastic. He, my kids <laughs> love watching Penner. The pork pie hat. Yeah. Well, I've met is, Fred Penner. Me too. This is Travis Penner? This is Travis Penner. He just wants to know, and he, I, I, he says, uh, y'all ever talk college football? Of course we do. What a, but I, as far as I know, Travis, there's no college football being played now, <laughs> nor will there be until, I believe, the first week of September. Maybe he wants to bookmark us and <laughs> come back. Now, now, if you want, go listen to the replay of the Bob McCallan's last show where he gets into the Ohio State-Michigan battle with uh, Richard Deitch and, uh, and whoever else that, uh, that other hump is that he's got on. No, no, hump, that's the wrong thing to say. Um, um, it's guy, John Paul Morosi. On McCowan's final show, that's or second final show, that's what they talked about. They talked about Michigan, Michigan versus Ohio State football. So there you go. Uh, we don't normally talk college football, but if there's a Canadian playing or if there's a Canadian angle to it, we might mention it. But quite frankly, or if the stakes are high, as you know, college football in the United States is is an industry unto itself. Coaches get paid millions of dollars. There's all kinds of corruption you know, going on. There's payoffs and stuff like that. There's coaches that yell and scream at players and try to strangle them. There's players that pass out from heat to hydration. It's a whole different story, college football. So we can't identify it within Canada because we don't offer athletic scholarships for people to stay in Canada and go to universities I here. thought we changed that. No. No, I don't. Do you know anyone that's getting paid? That Not has being their paid, education no, but paid. having their education paid. I who? Thought, Tell uh, me who you know that having their education paid no, for I in this to, country. I can't say for sure. Simon I, Fraser University, I think has uh, limited scholarships, athletic scholarships, or did, but no. No, there's no Canadian university that says, come on, we'll pay your way, right? you got to be an academic in this country, whereas down there, you got to have a grade point average of two, okay? And, uh, you know, and, uh, and some influencers to get into school there and, uh, and play. But thank you for, uh, for that, Travis. Canadian college football, we don't really talk about that much either. Uh, Saint Effects uh, does, according to Periscope. Uh, Saint Effects <laughs> does well. I my I my mistake. If I'm just reading. If Saint Francis Xavier in Antigonish, Nova Scotia, is offering athletic scholarships, um, well, there you go. I don't know how many. I don't know what the term of the scholarship I is. I don't, know. I don't know what the tournament. Uh, I don't know what the idea is that you're going to get for a full ride, like in the U.S., like a full ride. You're looking. That's a hundred grand or more. That might be, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year of education. That's a lot. They're offering that for well, football players. We'll have to look players? into this and get back to people. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Certainly, certainly not on the level of the United States. But anyway, okay, I'll open up a can of worms here. Now, I say, you're wrong, Hebsey. There's three schools in Canada that offer limited athletic scholarships, and if you did your homework, you'd know these things. <laughs> Let's go to tennis now. Roger Federer again won the Noventi Open in Germany. That's the tenth time he's won the tournament. They should just give it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he beat uh, David Goffin of Belgium in straight sets 7-6-6-1. Didn't like the outfit that Raj had on yesterday. Wasn't crazy about the cream-colored. Just didn't like that. Because you're a fashionista. You're yeah, a... But normally he wears like good stuff and all that. But he, so he, had to, he wore it at the French Open too. I had a discussion with my buddy Jake about this yesterday. Just, just, you know, normally I never comment on uh, Federer's clothes because he always wears great clothes. Uh, Uniqlo is the company. Um but anyway, he had this kind of cream-colored, and gray. I just, I wasn't nuts about it, and I commented on it. It wasn't your cup of tea. It wasn't my cup of tea. He, was, he won seven six six one. so he, every shot he took was great. And I, so what else am I going to comment on? His shot-making is fantastic. I got to comment on his clothes. He's <laughs> off to Wimbledon next week with all the other great players, looking to win that title for the ninth time. He's got eight Wimbledon championships. He's going to be seated number two at Wimbledon, ahead of Rafael Nadal, but behind the number one seed, Novak Djokovic, and the other half of the draw. Now, with Wimbledon, the seedings are different. Because it's how proficient you are on grass. 
And they have this formula, which you've got to be an expert in calculus to figure out. Instead of the ATP rankings, the Association of Tennis Professional rankings, that, that make you a seeded player in other tournaments. In this particular tournament at Wimbledon, it's your, it's, it's your play on grass. So, for example, Felix Auger-Aliassime, who was wonderful on the weekend playing in the other tournament, the, uh, the one in London, uh, the, it's called the uh, Fever Tree Championships. Uh, he's only played a few matches on grass. So he doesn't have the points accumulated on grass that gets him a seeding at Wimbledon. Anyway, it's quite too complex, and I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, Minos Raonic will be the number 15 seed. He played okay. And OJLEC made it to the semis at the Fever Tree Championships, but he lost to the eventual champion. So he's 18, and he played 37-year-old Feliciano Lopez, who beat him in the semis, and then beat uh, Gilles Simon in the final 6-2-6-7-7-6. I love seeing 37-year-olds win. Federer, 37, wins. Feliciano Lopez, 37. Now, 37 in tennis is ancient, man. You don't get 40-year-olds out there playing tennis at a high, high level. In golf, sure. Yeah, Nicholas was 46 when he won his uh, final major. You, you golfers can still do it into their late 30s and early Hebsy, 40s. It and used to be at 31, you were old you were for done. male tennis. You were done, right? Yeah. But nowadays, you know, with, with, with certain drugs what? And, and exercise pro. Oh, yeah. But, what, but legal drugs? Well, no, hang on a second now. What are you saying just, here? Just a second now. Like, for example, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Eric Sogard of the Blue Jays set a career high. Uh, he set a career high like months ago already. I mean, his previous career high in home runs was three. He's got eight this year. Okay. So our friend on Twitter, Brad Wheeler of the Globe and Mail, suggests, wait a minute, eight home runs. And, you know, and it sort of left it open-ended. Like, could there be, uh, what's the reason for... But based on what? Just the fact that... Well, his power jump? numbers. His power numbers. He's 33 years old. So at the age of 33, he suddenly got these power numbers. So there's... There's obviously, there's some suspicion there. How does a guy go from being not a power well, hitter to Batista becoming a power Batista just changed hitter? his swing. But Batista was a power hitter. Now, he didn't go from 13 to 50. He kind of graduated up, and he was a little bit Close younger. At the time. No, he was a little bit <laughs> younger at the time. Brady Anderson, who we talked about, went from like 26 to 52 right. one year or something like that. So when you see a guy's power numbers surge, especially at, at an advanced age, you think, oh, Small my, sample size. For my, so suge good, my suggestion was this: He's got four little kids. Do you know how strong you have to be to have to be a father of four little kids? Mike, do you? Yes, yeah, you yes, do. I do. Yeah. And <laughs> do, do you find that you're stronger now than when you had maybe one kid? Yeah. Okay. There's there you go. Thanks. That's the explanation. Okay. First of all, number one, he walks more than anybody. Why? He's got patience. Why does he have patience? He's got four little kids. <laughs> he's hitting the ball out of the park more. He's hitting more doubles. He's got more power. Why? Having four little kids will make you stronger. Can I ask you about the Brad Wheeler tweet? It, based, if you're only speculating, like, do you think it's a he it's never? A no, Brad Wheeler never said. Oh. He never mentioned drugs. He never. He left it kind of open ended. It was like a question, like, hmm, what's with this power surge? Okay, because that's my, a little unfair. No, if, no, no. He was like, you know, hey, and I, you know, he. You can draw your own conclusions, but you got to admit that for a guy at the age of 33 to start. I mean, look, if he keeps up this pace, he's going to have 15 whatever homers. His previous career high was three. So that is, you know, that's a significant increase. On Periscope, they're talking the about better training, better sure, data. all that stuff, yeah. But again, it's, it's a nice problem to have. And the big question, of course, is, is that now that Eric Sogard's hitting over 300 and has all this power, he's trade bait. Some team's going to go, you know, we could use a second baseman with some power. There's Sogard. What can we get for him? Because he's not part of the future of the Jays. But again, but he's a great clubhouse guy. If you listen to Buck Martinez, Eric Sogard is the, like the Zen master. Like, like other players go to him and he says, be patient, take lots of pitches, work your at-bats, right? 
be be a man, be a professional. So he's a good right. influence on these young players, even though the team's 20 games below 500. So far, but so I, good. So far, so good. Now, I don't think he's saying, now come with me into the back room and put a syringe in your arm or something like that. He's like, you know, better training techniques. This is what I've learned in my years in the major leagues. And I'm 33. I know what I'm talking about. You have to look after your body. You have to look after your mind. Um, <laughs> maybe he meditates. Maybe they do hot yoga. I don't know. This exact same spiel could apply to why people like Roger Federer are oh. so successful into yes. their late 30s. The word is spiel, by the way. Spiel? What did I say? Spiel. Oh, I get up a spiel. It's like a, you say it's kind of like a white bread kind of way. <laughs> Oh, well. You know what I mean? It's spiel. Guilty as What's your spiel? Spiel. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about the women as well, because we have to be fair here. On the women's side in tennis, not much. I don't have much interest for here. Uh, the Canadians, B.B. Andreescu, still recovering from injury, a shoulder injury. Hasn't played since the French Open. And Jeannie Bouchard, remember her? Of course. She lost in the qualifiers at Eastbourne in the uh, in the grass tournament at Eastbourne. She lost in the qualifiers on Friday. She got bounced 6-2-6 love by a lady I've never heard of before. In the qualifiers. She what happened the there? Qualifiers. What happened she there? Got six, two, two and bagel in the qualifiers. She's 25 years old. I think it's time for a career change. I, I don't care how many coaches she's gone through. I don't know what it is, but she's not coming back. I would be very surprised. She sounds, it looks like she's just playing out the string. I mean, come on. Jeannie Bouchard can't win in the qualifiers. I mean, not that the women's tour is that tough. There's that many fantastic players. The competition is so stiff. Come on. Is it, it is it all mental with her now? Is it? Uh, I think here's what's what wrong there. No, here's what happened. When she took that slip after the U.S. Open a few years ago and whacked her head and uh, filed suit against the USTA and the U.S. Open, and that's been settled and all that, she just has not been the same. And it's quite possible, Mike, and I, I don't want to mean to be you know, mean here, but it's quite possible that that, that injury that she sustained had a, a, an adverse effect on her tennis playing career, that she's not the same player that she was. It's sad. But anyway, she'll, she'll, uh, she'll bounce back. Maybe not on the tennis court, but she'll, she'll do okay for her. Instagram she's, model. She's, don't say that. Influencer. She's, she's a pretty smart girl, too. I didn't say she wasn't smart. What did you say? Influ I said call her an Instagram model. She's an influencer. That's you can for be sure. a smart Instagram model. You can. You can. <laughs> our, uh, our trivia question uh, brought to you by Panthers Original Deli. Who wore jersey number 13 for the most seasons in Major League Baseball? Number 13, Major League Baseball. Buck Martinez. Hey, that's a pretty good one. Wore number 13 when he came to the Jays. He's all I can think of. Traded for Gil Kubski. Uh, Roy Howell wore number 13 for the Jays before Buck Martinez. The answer is Omar Vizquel. Future Hall of Famer, 22 right. seasons wearing jersey number 13. Unlucky jersey number 13. 22 years for Seattle, Cleveland, San Francisco, Texas. And who did he finish his career with? Uh, somewhere in Toronto. The... Oh, that's Blue right. Jays. I should know that. Don't you recall? Yes, I do. It's come back to Omar Vizquel. I believe John Gibbons. No, no. I believe John Farrell was the manager when Omar Vizquel <laughs> was here. I believe. That, things didn't really work out that well. I had some other notes here. What did I, uh, a few other things. Oh, no, I mentioned that. No, I meant, oh. Well, may I promote uh, an event where Mark Hebsher from Hebsey on Sports will be uh, selling and signing copies of his fantastic book about George Orden, the, the greatest, greatest athlete, athlete you've never heard of? Never heard of. This is everybody who's a big Hebsey fan. Or maybe even a little bit of, I don't know, can you be a Toronto Mike fan as well? Of course. You absolutely can. The Toronto Mike listener experience, I call it TMLX3, is on Thursday, this Thursday, June 27, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Great Lakes Brewery, 
which is down the street from Costco. What's the address of Great Lakes? 30 Brewery? Queen Elizabeth Boulevard. All right, so I Queen believe. Elizabeth Boulevard runs on the north side of the of the Gardner Expressway off of Evans Avenue. Oh, it's between no, Royal York no, and Islington. Sorry, but it runs it runs or, off of uh, is it runs off Evans? Or you can get I, to it from Islington. Well, when I bike, I take Royal York and then I turn right. So if you go, if you're running driving along Royal York Road, it's off Royal York Road. Yeah. Gets you to yeah. Queen it's Lake. right down the street from the car. Or Google it, man. Google it. It's Great Lakes. Great Brewery. Lakes Brewery. Now, in last Toronto. year you did two of them. Last year, yeah, fantastic. They were great. You had great. Thank you. You had uh, uh, great entertainment. You had uh, you had um, the mighty. Um, um, the Royal Pains. Royal Pains. Fantastic cover band. Playing again on Thursday. They're awesome. But then... You've got lowest of the low. Lowest of the huge. low. Now, there's no admission charge. No. No cover. No cover. You get your first beer free. Yep. Great Lakes Brewery, Brewery buys you your first beer. Free. Free. Yeah. I got and then every beer, And then every beer after that is five bucks. Five right? bucks. And then they, they have fantastic... There's tacos. They yeah, have they great, got the, the food stand there, the food truck. Food truck, there, right? yeah. Fantastic. Good people, good music, good times. Hebsey's selling books. He'll sign it for you. Take I'll a be selfie. More than with happy. You. We'll take pictures. If you want to know more about the story? I'll more, be more than happy to sell you the book. Mother Nature seems to be on board because it looks like it's going to be sunny and uh, thirty degrees. Fantastic. So there's another reason, and you can come out and you know come out and meet us because you know we're not like some of these people in the media. We're not like some that are like they don't go out in public. They don't want to be recognized. You know, they're too big for their britches. Mike and I are not like that. We're more than happy to meet you, shake your hand, take selfies. I'll sign books. Michael signs stickers, whatever the case <laughs> is. You know, we got a real um, cool bunch of people that follow us, listen to our shows, and, and, you know, they're just cooler than the average person. So if you want to be cool, uh, Toronto Mike uh, listener experience, uh, TML as by TMLX3. X3 times three, uh, Thursday night. So they can just show up. Just show up. Fantastic, okay? And yeah, I'll be selling books. $25, personally autographed. We'll take pictures, and you're going to read a great, great book. And, and, and then you can pass it on to, you know, whoever, so they can read the book as well. So I guess we've got our plugs in, so that's it for this edition. It's edition episode number 113 of Hebsey on Sports. And thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike. And if you want to see us in person this Thursday, well, we'd love to see you. <laughs> At Great Lakes Brewery, 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock Thursday, the 27th of June. Thanks to our sponsors, Crosswinds Golf and Country Club, Tide and Performance Blades, Pantsers Original Deli. And thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Back with another episode of Hebsey on Sports very shortly. Until then, so long for now.